podcast with you in mind. Today I have some incredible guests with me. I'm really excited to have Tina and Janet Pass. Pas- I can never do this. Uh, we've done this like seven times, but say your last name for me. Pasolacqua. Tina and Janet Pasolacqua. So good to have you guys. I'm so excited. Uh, when I started this podcast, I started thinking about different stories that I wanted to tell, some incredible stories, and yours definitely came to mind. We've met each other about a year ago now, which is hard to believe, um, but it has been so cool getting to know you, and I'm really excited for people to hear your story. Um, they're going to be hearing your story in a different kind of way, right? We're going to be communicating a little bit differently. Um so let's talk a little bit about why we're going to be doing that. So why don't you explain your relationship a little bit and how we're going to be communicating today. Okay, well, I'm Janet Pasolacqua. I'm her mom, and of course, this is Tina. And uh, <laughs> she will be communicating with us through fingerspelling um, because uh, she has a trach in and she is not verbal at the moment. But because she's not verbal, it doesn't necessarily mean that intellectually you don't understand what we're saying, correct? Oh, so correct. everything that we talk about today is, you know, coming from a different perspective, but also being communicated very clearly. So it might take a little bit of time to get a thought out, but I think that's the beauty of communication is that it can come in so many different forms. So we're going to talk a little bit about um, what your life was like, you know, eight, nine years ago, and then we'll kind of talk about where you are today. So, I'm really excited to, to hear what that journey has been like. Well, uh, eight years ago she was living in California and traveling all over the world. Uh, her job as a consultant took her to uh, Bangkok, uh, Kuala Lumpur, to uh, so many, you know, all over Europe, and uh, it was quite an exciting life. Yeah, you seem you are the world traveler. Yes. You, you've been on a lot of adventures. I think we've talked about, mm-hmm. you know, how you used to adventure and the places you used to go. Where has been one of the best places that you've ever been? S H A R K shark D diving in South Africa. Shark diving in South Africa, that that sounds scary. (laughs) I don't think that I necessarily would be brave enough to do that. Um, Let's talk about how your travel and, and, you know, your wanting to see the world, how that really transpired with the job that you had um, before your accident had happened. Where, were, where was your life? So I've heard some pretty incredible things about your accomplishments. Can you share those with everybody? Well, me? I'm okay. gonna let you brag, Mom. <laughs> I'm allowed to brag. <laughs> okay, well, we're from New York originally, and she graduated high school valedictorian, went on to Cornell University, and then got her MBA in HAC in Paris, France. And then she worked for KPMG as a consultant, and that took her, that's what took her all over the world, besides the fact that she loves to travel for pleasure. Yeah, that's mm-hmm. pretty incredible. Mm-hmm. Not only are you beautiful, but you are so smart. <laughs> um, and I, I find that to be 
just so wonderful that you were able to really see the world at such a young age and be able to experience so many things that not everybody really gets to experience, you know? Um, when you think back to what your life was before you had your accident, is there one memory that really sticks out about, you know, all of the travel that you did and all of the, the work that you had done before that? <laughs> and um, now I I'm and be nervous. Don't be nervous. <laughs> Don't be nervous. You can share whatever memories you have, and we can take as long as you need. Well, I know that when she went to school in London when you were 18, 19, 19, T 20. She was 20, she decided that after the summer session that she was going to take her backpack and backpack across Europe. And then she did that and said it was the most wonderful experience. That's pretty yeah. incredible. Were you guys close growing up? Yes, very. You were very close, but you were also very independent. Is that correct? Absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> so um, we've talked before about when you were 18, you just wanted to leave the nest, right? Yes, and she did. <laughs> <laughs> so let's kind of talk about the transition right so you've left the nest you're experiencing the world and then almost eight years ago you know the unthinkable happens can you talk a little bit about what that um, situation was and how that really started to change your view on your life but also your relationship I I'm T R A grateful and N O na not T O B E I N A N I institution A, -A S O M E somewhere uh, A N D T H O R U T and though T thought and though H T H I this I is very difficult. No D I different I a L W A I always R E remember T H A that okay. So although it's really difficult to kind of be in the situation that we are now, you are always grateful for the fact that, you know, you are where you are and you aren't necessarily e I F, F, different, N, O, not difficult, different. So we're in a different situation, mm -hmm. but we're very grateful to be alive. I'm very grateful that you're alive. <laughs> and uh, I've learned a, a lot from you. Um, let's talk a little bit about, uh, before we go on to um, 
how your relationship has changed, let's talk a little bit about your communication style. Uh, as I'm sitting here with you, people can see on YouTube as well, you use uh, finger spelling. Some people would think it was full on sign language, but um, I've learned that it is not. You choose to use finger spelling instead of full sign language. Can you explain why that is? Well, because you have the use of just your left hand. So um, full sign language would be impossible to do. Did you find that it was um, easy to kind of pick up together or did you have to kind of find your groove along the way? Well, I taught her finger spelling when she was a child and we just picked it back up and we added a little, little different symbols for us so we can cut some of the words short. Yeah, I think it's pretty incredible kind of watching the two of you speak to each other and have communication and now that we have gotten to know each other over the last year even i've learned some of the shorthand <laughs> in a sense because you kind of just uh you know it's a prolonged um experience to want to get your words out and i can imagine how in in one way that can be kind of frustrating but in another way it's also really powerful right because people have to learn a sense of patience right mm -hmm. and being able to communicate uh using your words even though it's not audible right now doesn't necessarily mean your words are any less valuable right and so i think that that's a really cool lesson to show people is that just because we communicate differently doesn't mean our words or our time is any less valuable mm -hmm. how do you think that your relationship um has changed over the last eight years Between me and her? Mm-hmm. Oh, well. <laughs> it's just me and her, as usual. It's just a little more in-depth because we're together 24-7. Um, but we've always been close, but she did go away for quite a while. <laughs> but, yeah, it's just, it is what it is. Yeah. Do you think that if it weren't for your accident, you would be as close as you are today? I think we'd be close, but not this close. Uh, you know, before this happened, she was planning on buying a home with, a, with me in mind. <laughs> <laughs> so I wasn't going too far away. <laughs> That's awesome. So I know that um, obviously as your life started to change, the things that you do on a daily basis change, but doesn't necessarily mean that your um, hobbies or activities have to just be dormant, right? So what are some things that you like to do throughout your day, throughout your week, that make you the happiest? I believe it's your mosaicing. She has a young volunteer from the high school, who Kayla, who has set up her own home as a studio and they communicate through FaceTime. Tina designs the um, mosaics and Kayla and her, they put them together and they're absolutely beautiful, they're stunning, yeah. I don't think uh, I've really met anybody like you. <laughs> I think it's incredible the amount of um, things that you've had to endure and yet you're still so positive. Let's talk a little bit about, I know it's a sensitive subject, but I want to talk a little bit about the nature of your accident and what that created. Okay, so um, you tell me what you feel comfortable with. 
Would you want? Go ahead. Uh, y O U. You want me? C A. You can. D E S. Describe. M I I N injury. Yes. Well, she was living in um, in Manhattan Beach in California and came in to visit me on Memorial Day weekend 2014 and got to New York City and she passed out. Her friends took her to um, the hospital and she wound up at Mount Sinai Hospital for an eight-hour surgery. Um, she had a cavernoma and that's a cluster of uh, blood vessels that look like a raspberry and hers burst and after that she was what was called locked in for four months where all she could communicate with was to move her eyes that's all she could move and uh, I brought her home and uh, since that time we've done all kinds of therapies we've done stem cell um, hyperbaric we've done physical therapy occupational aquatherapy um, uh, HI hippotherapy um, what is that? H oh, hippotherapy is horse working with Oh, horses. very cool. Yes. And uh, we also have a young man now that works with her, and she does boxing and karate. And every day she develops a little bit stronger, a little bit stronger. And one of the best things this last year was staying driven. Oh, that's so sweet. They are a group of people that are so supportive <laughs> and so kind that and who are there five days a week or more yeah. and doing this incredible amount of exercising. I am so impressed by all of them. Oh, well, that's so sweet of you. I, I paid them a lot of money. To <laughs> say, no, I'm just kidding. Um, no. We love having you as part of Staying Driven. I find mm -hmm. it to be so wonderful to see you log on every single day. And if you're not there, there's a good reason why you're not. And you let me know ahead of time. Mm -hmm. But you're very consistent and um, watching you develop and change and and find these different you know sides of strength for yourself has just been wonderful to to really witness because as much as i would love to take credit for it like i'm not the one physically doing the work right and so i think going from you know almost eight years ago being in a hospital only moving your eyes yeah. to now being able to physically move your body and and consistently show up for a one-hour class that's an incredible feat mm -hmm. you know and I think that that's something that you you know really should be proud of because I I can't even imagine what that must have been like for you as a mother and you as the person that's enduring it to be like well I don't necessarily see the future right and now that you're kind of in that future and see that it doesn't necessarily look the same, but there's also some really good things that came out of it. And I think that that can be really special too. So um, why don't you share one of the things or, or a few of the things that you've found to be the most helpful in your journey thus far that you've really appreciated with this, I guess, new sense of this new opportunity at life, you know? I really, a P, appreciate, B, no, H, A, having, 
S O SOM S O M U C so much T I so much time T O T L E A R to learn I W A T watch a lot of the documenta documentaries. So you've taken a lot of this time to learn about, yes. you know, new things and kind of, I, I can definitely tell that you're very artistic and, and you like to kind of dive into culture. So that's, re that's a really cool uh, kind of takeaway too, is giving yourself more time to really reflect on, you know, the, the ability to really dive into different culture and learning opportunities. If there was one thing that you could go back and tell yourself eight years ago about now, what would you tell her? D-O-S-O-M-E something M-E-A-N uh, meaning F meaningful Y O U H A half H A T E N O R U Wait, I got lost, I'm sorry. It's okay. Do something meaningful while you do something meaningful. S T O P stop H A having F U N stop having fun. You want <laughs> do something <laughs> No, you don't wanna you don't wanna stop having fun. You, you mean being a silly teenager <laughs> in your or in your early twenties? Yeah, but you were living your life, man, yeah. and you were having a great time. I'm glad she did that then. You know, yeah. I think I think the idea of doing something meaningful, that can be, you know, um, no matter what age you are. I think that that's a really important lesson of doing something meaningful with your time that, you know, we have here. Mm -hmm. If there was something that you could tell the world about you... Um, that I, <laughs> I'm N O not S I sixteen. Oh yeah. Years. <laughs> she, she didn't even let me finish I, the sentence. <laughs> F O forty two. <laughs> so Tina uh, <laughs> Tina is beautiful and and uh, has one of the best smiles, but she says that people think that she's 16 and she's not. She's 42, so she wants people to know that. But I think one of the things that I'm trying to kind of lead up to, and I think we've talked about this, is uh, the perceptions that people have of you. Because I was with you when I saw one of these play out, and not only did I want to you know, say mean things to this person, but I also got frustrated for you. So let's, before we get into that story, let's talk about the perception. What is the, gr the most uh, inaccurate perception of you? 
th a that i i'm y o u n young a n d n o not e d educated Yes. Yeah, that you're yes. that you're young and you're not educated. Meanwhile, you went to Cornell University. <laughs> uh, I'm gonna I'm gonna set the scene kind of for for everyone because I think this will stay with me for the rest of my life. Uh, we were out and or we were leaving her apartment to go walk to dinner. The restaurant was literally across the street and when we used the term walk, we were obviously using wheelchairs and um, Janet was walking with us. And Tina and I happened to use the same wheelchair, exact same model. And this woman came up to Janet and looked her dead in the face and said, Oh, how nice of you. You found her a buddy. And it was so condescending. And so it just shouldn't have been said at all. And I think uh, maybe the woman I try to give her the benefit of the doubt was like trying to come from a good place. But I mean, we all know her and or we don't know her. I mean, you I guess you might know her better than me. But I try to give people the benefit of the doubt. But at the end of the day, that didn't need to be said. She could have said, hello, how are you ladies doing? It's so good to see you, you know, out and about. Like, yes, people will say, like, oh, it's so good to see you out. <laughs> but at least that was better than, like, oh, it's so good of you to have a buddy, mm-hmm. you know? And I think that was probably the most frustrating thing for, for me because we're just two friends having, uh, you know, going out to eat and having a nice meal. And her perception was that your mom was basically taking care of both of us. <laughs> and I, I don't... And that was very wrong. Right. I don't think Janet has adopted me. So... Um, no. But I think that's important, right? So the biggest takeaways from this conversation, I hope that somebody takes it away from it, is that communication styles can look differently. And you never judge a book by its cover. Because, quite honestly, this beautiful, amazing, well-educated woman that I am speaking to has so much life ahead of her and so much to offer and so much value that if you don't take you know, two minutes to look past the perception, then you're going to be missing out on something pretty amazing. Um, is there anything that either of you would like our listeners to know before we say our goodbyes? No, you're good. I, I'm F O R T. She's four. She's forty-two. <laughs> That's all she really wants you guys to know. Uh, is there anything else from your perspective, Janet, that you would want to tell everybody or? Um, you know, to have any last words. Well, this has been an experience for me uh, to be with Tina and um, to see the kindness that this community gives towards um, people, you know, such as Tina. And and I'm amazed by their strength and their kindness. Absolutely. 
It's pretty awesome. Yeah. Well, I'm so glad that we got to chat today. Sharing your story is just something I was super excited about. So thank you so much. We have our co-producer down here, Hexie. She's just laying under our feet. <laughs> um, and uh, th thank you so much. I really appreciate you being here. Until next time, guys. We'll see you later. <laughs>